Well, we're still here, so let's talk about it. Today we're going to talk about death over dinner. You might wonder, what in the world is that? So I'm going to tell you. Deathoverdinner.org got started in 2013, where in a single night, over 500 dinners in 20 countries took place. They've been continuing to do this around the world. So basically, what this came out of was that the people who started the website realized that 75% of Americans want to die at home, but only 25% do. In starting this end-of-life conversation, they realized people aren't having it. And then they thought, what's a way we can have a conversation about death and dying and maybe make it normal, maybe comfortable, maybe even pleasant? This started in Washington State at the University of Washington, and the course was Let's have dinner and talk about death. Michael Hebb and Scott Macklin, who originally taught the course at University of Washington, turned this into what has now become this global project. It includes an Australian version, a Jewish version, and a healthcare version. They continue to expand, and they really want millions of people and dinner tables involved in the project. It was created as a gift kind of an invitation to a simple set of tools helping families and friends to address the basic human fact that we're all going to die. We've talked about that plenty, but this pair believe that we suffer more when we don't communicate our wishes. We actually suffer less when we know how to honor the wishes of our loved ones. And then we build greater comfort and literacy around the important topic. Then everybody wins. So then you might be asking, why would I do it over dinner? Well, Heb and Macklin believe that the dinner table is the most forgiving place for difficult conversations. Breaking bread creates warmth and connection, puts us in touch with our humanity. This warmth offers an environment that's suitable more so than the usual places we discuss end of life, which in my experience was hospital rooms, doctor's offices, or over the telephone. To be able to have it over a dinner table with a beautiful meal laid out really intrigues me. So from 2013, this movement, this project has grown. I went online and scheduled my own. So I'm going to walk you through the process. On the website, you just go to the tabs And I'm clicking on this because I'm doing it in real time. There's an about section, which I basically just shared with you. There are stories from people who have had their own conversations. There's the team. Then you can use all their resources to help you. Underneath their logo is a little box that says plan your dinner. I'm going to click on that. All right. It says who's coming to dinner. Invite some people. By doing this, it gives you an opportunity to think about who you might want. Parents, family, your significant other, coworkers, your kids, strangers. You could add anyone you wish. I'm going to click on Total Mixed Bag. After I've done that, it's taking me to a place called Your Intention. Here, they give us some great options to choose. Someone I care about 
is currently in critical condition. A loved one is currently experiencing advanced Alzheimer's or dementia. Someone I love has a terminal diagnosis. Someone close to me recently died. And the one that I really like. I want to live fully and I understand that difficult conversations are sometimes the most liberating. I'm going to click that one. The next page brings us to Read, Watch, Listen. This is a series of reading materials, movies, or audio that you can participate in to kind of prepare yourself and maybe even present at your dinner. Something to read would be From a Living Funeral to Death Over Dinner, The Final Word on Her Life, perhaps a project to turn corpses into compost, or 12 life lessons from a man who's seen 12,000 deaths. I think I'm going to click on that one. Then it gives me an option to watch. This is a little video, a short piece that you can share with your guests. So let's see, we have my mushroom burial suit, the only reason we're alive, Franny's last ride, and there's a few others. I think I'm going to choose Franny's last ride. When I click on that or hover over the choice, I get a little history or snippet of what is included in that particular video. The last section is called Listen. We have Just Show Up, What Doesn't Kill You, and a couple others. I'm going to click Just Show Up. Then we go to the next page, and it reviews everything that I chose. Total Mixed Bag. My intention is I want to live fully, and I understand that difficult conversations are sometimes the most liberating. We're going to read 12 life lessons from a man who's seen 12,000 deaths. We're going to watch Franny's Last Ride. And we're going to listen to Just Show Up. The next screen talks to me about activating my death dinner. I enter my email address and I am going to receive a personalized email with invitation language to send to my guests, the read, watch, listen homework, post gathering next steps, my conversational prompts, and a quick overview on hosting and moderating this important discussion. Then they offer a host and guest toolkit. So I'm going to click on that because I'm going to be honest, I already signed up to have my dinner with different choices than what I picked today. I haven't decided when to do it, but I'm considering doing it very soon. Now I've clicked on the hosting page, it says, so you're hosting a death dinner. Here are some tips. And basically it says each table has only one printout of conversation prompts for the evening and you'll choose somebody who will read each question to the group and then also answers when it's their turn so that everybody gets to participate. You supply one candle per person at the table and you light the candle to honor someone who has passed. When there's more than one table, it encourages you to remind everyone that before dinner starts, you need to use your indoor voice so that it becomes a nice, quieter room and not a distraction with the loudness. So I think here that's just a calmer voice, maybe quiet but not whispering. The host is asked to remind everyone to share as vulnerably as possible and just to be sensitive to one another so that everyone has time to share. They talked about using a talking stick.
If this takes place in a restaurant, you're encouraged to place your dinner order first before beginning the conversation. This would help minimize interruptions. If you're cooking the dinner, make it easy and stress-free. I vote for that. <laughs> and then lastly, sometimes there will be people who metaphorically hold their cards close to their chest for the entire dinner. So the facilitator can use a bonus question. And maybe that is something that the person who has been holding themselves close feels more comfortable doing. All right, that's from the host's point of view. Now, as a guest, what to expect? Turn off your phone or leave it in another room. Give all of your attention to the person who's speaking. Don't be scared. Over 100,000 people have participated in these dinners. <laughs> that's kind of helpful to know. Limit your alcohol consumption. Because if you get too tipsy, maybe it's not going to be fun for everyone. And then it says if you're unwilling to share vulnerably, you might have a boring experience. So feel free to open up. And then the last one, hashtag, we are all human. I love that. After that, it gives us tips on pre and post ideas on what to do. When I submitted my application to organize my own death over dinner, the email that I received had the information that I've shared with you and a suggested invitation with the details about dinner, the links for the read, watch, and listen, little snippets that we talked about, some conversation prompts, how to begin, additional ideas for dialogue, how to end the dinner, and then, following the dinner, ways to continue and share this experience. And there's many links there as well. So what I found here is a format that is easy to follow, kind of lighthearted in a way, and encouraging us not to be afraid of having the conversation, which is exactly what I want to do, to make it not so scary. I kind of said earlier that many death conversations that I've had have been in hospital rooms or doctor's offices. I can't say I've ever had one at a dinner table. I do recall having them at the bedside more than once. I didn't like that so much. Dinner just seems so casual. A glass of wine or a cup of tea, death cafe style a way that you feel comfortable, maybe some warm lighting, nice glassware, whatever makes it feel special to you and the people that you've invited. The idea of inviting strangers can sound pretty odd at first, and it sure did to me, but I do my death cafes with strangers, so maybe doing it in a restaurant would be a fair way to start if you're including people that you've never met. Either way, however you do the conversation, just do it while you're still here. Thanks for listening today. You can go to my website for more articles, little news pieces, or a transcript of this podcast. The website is whilewe'restillhere.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can send me an email too. 
Thanks again. And until next time, take care.